you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Today on NFL Fantasy Live, the Vikings and Packers square off at Lambeau Field. Our expert panel breaks down everything you need to know about the NFC North rivalry game. And Peyton Manning's favorite receiver in 2014 has been none other than newcomer Emmanuel Sanders. We're going deep to show you the X's and O's of why Sanders has crushed it in fantasy. Plus, Detroit Lions wide receiver Golden Tate joins us live. Find out how he's hit the ground running in his first season in the Motor City. NFL Fantasy Live starts right now. Welcome to NFL Fantasy Live, presented by Bose, the official fantasy football show of the National Football League. Matt Money Smith here, joined by NFL.com senior fantasy analyst Michael Fabiano. Fabs, it's week five, and while people say it's the quarter pole in the NFL, it's almost the third of the way through the fantasy season, because of course most Super Bowls are played in week 16. So that 3 and 1 record of yours, or 4 0, I believe, in our fantasy <laughs> live league, is uh, looking pretty good right now, isn't it? Uh, I've had a good start so Certainly far. We'll see have. what happens. Yeah, we'll see whether or not you can have a good finish, Fabs. Exactly. That's uh, what's important. Remember, you can always tweet the show at NFL Fantasy. That is our Twitter handle. And speaking of Twitter, how about this tweet? From New Jersey, uh, record Giants beat writer, New Jersey record Giants beat writer, Art Stapleton. You can follow him at Art Stapleton. Larry <laughs> Donnell benched himself in fantasy football last week in favor of Vernon Davis. His team lost by 15 points. Quote, what a one if I played me, Donnell said. He told Stapleton he has inserted himself into the starting lineup for week four. And, of course, he missed out by leaving himself on the bench, Fab. Uh, Fab's about 20, 23 and a half points, the most amongst tight ends. All yeah, week. well, so if he doesn't know that he's going to be utilized in the red zone, how are we supposed to know that? That reminds me of Chris Cooley. Remember a few years ago, he played a guy who had Chris Cooley. Yes. He scored three touchdowns against the Cowboys, and Cooley lost because he had three touchdowns. And by the way, I mentioned week five because I got so excited about your 4-0 and record. Of course, week four <laughs> is what we are getting to. All right, we've got plenty of news and notes to catch you up on. But first, let's give you the lowdown on the Vikings and Packers for Thursday night football. And Jarek McKinnon lead the Vikes while Eddie Lacy tries to get back on track for the pack. Molly Karam here alongside Akbar Bajabi Mila and Adam Rank. Yeah, I'm saying, I totally didn't hear you. <coughs> Was I supposed to be talking then or no? Yeah, I think you were. Okay. They're supposed to be okay. tracking your mic. A whole Shabbat? Yeah, the S4 went out. S4 went out on the control, so they have.
Today on NFL Fantasy Live, the Vikings and Packers square off at Lambeau Field. Our expert panel breaks down everything you need to know about the NFC North rivalry game. And Peyton Manning's favorite receiver in 2014 has been none other than newcomer Emmanuel Sanders. We'll go deep to show you the X's and O's of why Sanders has crushed it in fantasy. Plus, Detroit Lions wide receiver Golden Tate joins us live. Find out why he's hit the ground running during his first season in the Motor City. NFL Fantasy Live starts right now. Welcome to NFL Fantasy Live presented by Bose, the official fantasy football show of the National Football League. Matt Money Smith here, joined by NFL.com senior fantasy analyst Michael Fabiano. Fab, uh, Fabs, we are, well, really a third of the way through the fantasy season, and I believe this is kind of your sweet spot for trades, right? It's the, sort of the trade season right now. Of course, I always make trades, though. Yes, you, you know do. that. If you're not trading, you're not trying. That's right. Well, let's get to someone perhaps you can trade for, but a reminder, you can always tweet the show at NFL Fantasy. And speaking of Twitter, check out this tweet from New Jersey record Giants beat writer Art Stapleton. Larry Donnell, this is the quote, benched himself in fantasy football last week in favor of Vernon Davis. His team lost by 15 points. Quote, would have won if I played me, Donnell said. He told Stapleton, Stapleton he has inserted himself into the starting lineup for week five. No surprise, of course, Vernon Davis left that game against the Eagles right, with an injury, right. a back injury, less than a point production from Davis. 23 and a half, the most of all tight ends for Donnell. So if he doesn't know that he's going to be utilizing the red zone, how are we supposed to know these things, too? And it reminds me of Chris Cooley a few years ago. He's a big fantasy guy, played against a friend who played Chris Cooley. Cooley had three touchdowns against the Dallas Cowboys and lost to his yeah. friend because of those scores. Well, perhaps in defense of Donnell, I believe we all benched him because they were the road team on <laughs> Thursday Night Football, and we typically bench everybody from a road team on Thursday Night Football. So, hey, Larry, maybe you were just taking our advice. All right, we got plenty of news and notes to catch you up on. But first, let's get to that lowdown of the Vikings and Packers on Thursday Night Football. Thursday Night Football, Vikings and Packers at Lambeau. Breakout running backs Matt Asiata and Jarek McKinnon lead the Vikes, while Eddie Lacy trying to get back on track for the pack. Molly Karam here. Hello, everybody. Alongside Adam Rink and Akbar Bajabiamila. And we will have the latest on the Vikings in just a second. But first, we hear that in Green Bay, the weather's terrible. Yep. Thunderstorms uh, projected for this evening. How does that affect the players and, let's be honest, fantasy owners? Well, for, for one, obviously with the skill position, guys, skill position, guys they always get a little freaked out especially when it comes to equipment their gloves their cleats they got to go in there and change the, the click size so I think a lot of that has to do with mentality but I mean if you're a road dog you're going out there to ball regardless of the weather all right well speaking of uh, road dogs we don't know about Teddy Bridgewater here he's going to be an official game time decision after spraining his ankle late on Sunday Adam if the rookie does play we just heard about the weather what can we expect at this point I wouldn't expect a whole lot North Turner had a great game plan last week against the Falcons but realize now going into this game at Green Bay on the road limited practice even if he was completely healthy he's still coming off a short week and you see what happens to inexperienced quarterbacks on short weeks look at what happened to Kirk Cousins last week and that's kind of what happens and these rookie quarterbacks you get excited about him he had a great game and you want to rush and put him out in your lineup and realize don't chase the points keep him on your bench whether he plays or not he's somebody to hang on to for later in the season there'll be some good matchups this is not one of them one thing we do know for sure is whoever's at quarterback will be handing the ball off quite a bit. Cordero Patterson has played on over 88% of snaps for the past two weeks. Akbar, how does that translate into fantasy points? Well, I know a lot of fantasy owners are a little nervous about Cordero Patterson saying that the production hasn't been there, especially what people are anticipating from Cordero Patterson. But I will tell you this, he is still the most explosive offensive weapon that the Minnesota Vikings have. He's second right now in receiving and rushing, so you know that that, that speaks to his versatility. And I think this is going to be a big game for him, and here's why. Greg Jennings, he's starting to step up now. We saw Jarius Wright make a, a, a debut there. So when defensive coordinators start game planning against them, they have to account for everybody. Guys, it appears at this point that Matt Asiata and Jarek McKinnon are splitting carries with uh, Asiata getting the bulk of the goal line work. What kind of numbers are we expecting tonight? Again, whether you have an inexperienced quarterback or Christian Ponder going for you on Thursday night, you're going to lean on a guy who has familiarity with the offense. So, of course, that'll be Asiata, who's played very well in, a, in relief of Adrian Peterson. And I look for him to continue it this week against the Packers. He's going to be 
the focal point of that game plan. So he's the only one of these Vikings that I like to play. I see you, Ada. I see you. <laughs> All right. Speaking of seeing people, let's welcome in Michael Fabiano now as we preview Thursday Night Football. In Fab's rookie running back, Jarek McKinnon, broke out with 135 rushing yards last week. Who is this guy, and is he worth a look in fantasy? He's certainly a guy who needs to be rostered in all fantasy leagues right now. Good matchup tonight. Green Bay's given up the fourth most fantasy points to running backs this year. But Miley Asiata is still the Vikings running back to play. McKinnon still has issues in pass protection. He's not a great receiver out of the backfield. It could be a sloppy track tonight, which means you want to run the workhorse, the big guy. So Asiata is the better play. But McKinnon is certainly someone, again, who needs to be on fantasy teams right now. All right, Fabs, thank you so much. Let's take a look now at our Vikings projections. And uh, as you can see oh, here, Vikings, Vikings QB. Mystery, man. Oh, it's like Who super, it it's like super <laughs> tech mobile. It, it's Vikings QB. It's, it's a little vague, but gentlemen, taking a look, vague. where are our discrepancies here? Uh, obviously, at quarterback, I'm not very high on either of these guys going forward in this game. Cordero Patterson, I need to see a little bit more out of him. You talked about last week losing looks to Jarius Wright. The reason for that is he's open. Cordell Patterson is not open. Well, no, That's the problem. Cordell Patterson is going to get open because he's going to create that because Jarius Wright and Greg Jennings, they're going to be doing their thing. You watch that. Mm. We shall see, gentlemen, but we swing over to the home team now, guys. And Akbar, Eddie Lacy hasn't really gotten on track yet this season, but do you like him on this one with the Vikes on a short week? I do like Eddie Lacy in this matchup, and the reason why is because when you look at Coach McCarthy last week against the Chicago Bears, he gave him the ball a ton. In fact, he was the only running back to get a touch, so there was no Starks, there was nobody else in the backfield, Eddie Lacy. That means that the coach knows that he needs to get this offense in the right direction, and the way you do that is by having a respectable run game. This offense for the Green Bay Packers has been up and down, and that has to do with the fact that we haven't even seen a 100-yard running game out of this offense for uh, Eddie Lacy. So once Eddie Lacy gets on track, he gets his confidence right, you'll see a totally different Eddie Lacy, and I believe it starts in this game. I'm expecting a big game from double digit. This will be his second game with double-digit numbers. I sure hope so. As an owner, let's get to the guy who will be handing the ball off to him. That's one Aaron Rodgers. And when we take a look now at his point totals, Week by week, and guys, this is tough to predict. Come on, Not, well look Nine, at it. He's, 28, yeah, 10, Seattle. 28. Seattle's got a great defense, especially at the inconsistency. Inconsistency because of the on, run game. He's on the road in Seattle. He's on the road run, at Detroit places. He run doesn't defense. play very good. Run yes. defense. So once they get that run, you'll see his numbers gonna, consistently in the twenties. They're going to go up against this Vikings team. They're going to be able to throw on them. They started to allow the the Falcons to kind of move the ball through the air. This Vikings team. It's played pretty well in the first couple of weeks, but each and every week they seem to give up a little bit more. You know, this Mike Zimmer defense, just a little by little, they're playing over their heads, and now they're starting to recede just a little bit. And when you got a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, he's going to go out there and fire the ball around. He got back on track last week against the Bears. He's working in both Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb. He's, he's at a high point right now. He's comfortable. Everything's ready to go. As he said last week, relax. He's going to be fine. Huge night coming for him. R-E-L-A-X. But clearly, from what we saw, the matchups matter, obviously. Captain Obvious. And he's better at home. But let's talk about those two receivers for the Packers and Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobbs. And Fabs, we want you to weigh in on this. Of those two, if you have either guy, you got to start him, right? Right, exactly. And who do you think is going to have the bigger game, though, tonight? Well, I'll go with Jordy Nelson here. I think it's going to be very close, though. And Nelson and Cobb, just like you said, they're guys you have to start week in and week out. They're both in the top five in fantasy points among wide receivers. But, Miley, listen to this stat. Jordy Nelson has put up fewer than 65 yards in all five home games he's played against the Vikings. And in those five home games, he has been held without a touchdown four times. I'm not saying you bench Jordy Nelson. I just like to play with the numbers. So those numbers are not a good trend for Nelson at home against Minnesota. Okay, so we should curb our enthusiasm there and temper those expectations. Real quick, Adam, before we uh, let you guys go here, the big discrepancy I see is with uh, you and Michael here with Eddie Lacy. Why are you so low on it? I don't really think that's a discrepancy. I think we both have similar yardage for him. 69 yards and a touchdown for Michael. That would be 67 yards for me, for Eddie Lacy. And what I'm doing there is I'm predicting that a touchdown's not going to him. Mm-hmm. I'm saying okay. it's a John Kuhn game. Because we always talk about that. Like, how can we predict when Kuhn's going to get into the end zone? I'm predicting it right now. He scores a touchdown. Just because it's that time of the year. He didn't even get a touch last week. It's that time of the year, Akbar. Just mm. when we least expect it. Way to be aggressive. 
All right, good stuff, Forward gentlemen. Thinking. Thank you so much. Tonight, Thursday night football or hashtag TNF. Heads to Lambeau as Aaron Rodgers leads the dynamic Packers offense against potentially rookie quarterback Teddy Bridgewater or uh, someone different. And the Vikings football starts here. Vikings Packers tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern live on NFL Network. Money, it's all you, my man. All right, thank you. Time to uh, get everyone caught up on the latest news from around the NFL. And we start, Fabs, in Cleveland, Ohio, where Browns head coach Mike Pettin said that Ben Tate is on course to play and start against the Titans. Now, Tate has not played since week one with a knee injury. Terrence West and Isaiah Crowell have played well in his absence. So, will we see a committee? Well, Pettin said dividing running back reps is, quote, not an easy problem. It's an issue. So, Fabs. What is a fantasy owner to do? Let's just get all three guys, start or sit. Ben Tate's a start as a flex. Titans have not been good against the run. Remember what DeMarco Murray did to them a few, year, a few weeks back. So he's the guy that I'm starting. Isaiah Crowell, to me, is more of a flex, something like that. A little bit less value right now than Ben Tate. And Terrence West, I've seen reports that he's now third on the depth chart. If that's true, really hard to start this guy. I guess what you say Money plays yeah. could be the situation there for Ben Tate. If he plays well because he's going to get the start, he could be the guy who sees 15 to 18 carries. Yeah, certainly. Well, good news is only two teams on a bye, and one has no running backs that you're starting anyway. Exactly. The Raiders. <laughs> uh, in Chicago, Bears wide receiver Brandon Marshall is practicing in full this week. Hallelujah. It's his first full go practice since re-injuring his ankle against the Jets in week three. So expect him to bounce back from two down weeks as the Bears head to Carolina this weekend. For more on Brandon Marshall, you can catch Fabs and his Week 5 Fantasy Spotlights exclusively on NFL Now. Visit NFL.com slash now to download the app for that, plus fantasy content specifically tailored to your fantasy teams. Ahead on NFL Fantasy Live, Fabs going to tell you why Tom Brady must ride the pine versus the Bengals in primetime, and he'll reveal the rest of his starts and sits for week five. Plus, look who it is, the pride of the fighting Irish, Detroit Lions wide receiver Golden Tate getting ready to join Adam Rank and me live when NFL Fantasy Live rolls on. team is as good as the 53rd guy, not just the great players. Take a never-before-seen look inside the life of an NFL scout. Yes. Finding Giants. Watch an advanced premiere of an all-new episode tonight after the postgame, only on NFL Network. Time for Coaching Decisions presented by Lenovo. Four weeks into the season, some of the players we spent high draft picks on just have not Lived up to expectations, so we're leaving owners with very tough decisions week to week. Here to coach you up, Akbar Bajabiamila and Michael Fabiano. Fabs, we'll have you go first. Who are you going to start, Matthew Stafford against the Bills or Nick Foles against the Rams? This is an easy one for me. The Rams have been really tough against quarterbacks on the road lately, so I'm going with Matthew Stafford. 13 total touchdowns, five interceptions in his last five games against the AFC. The Bills have given up nine touchdown passes in their last three road games against the NFC. I really like Stafford this week. I say he picked up a very big number for your fantasy football team. Yeah, it looks like he's going to have a, a big game there, Fabs. Akbar, who would you start? Victor Cruz against the Falcons or Keenan Allen at home against the Jets? Well, you know, I know that Keenan Allen looked really good last week, but that was because they were going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm going to go with Victor Cruz. Victor Cruz, to me, he's starting to really get it now. I think he's kind of out of that Kevin Gilbride mindset now and into the West Coast offense of Ben McAdoo, their new offensive coordinator. This whole offense is predicated on timing. And I told you earlier in the season that once he got the rhythm down, that he and Eli Manning were going to be just fine, and that's what we're starting to see now with Eli, uh, excuse me, with Victor Cruz. He's comfortable. He's he's in sync with his quarterback. For every step he's taking back, he's taking that step in his routes. Very good for, for Victor Cruz. We're going to see another double-digit game from him. Yeah, no question. We saw that last week. And, Fabs, who would you start? C.J. Spiller on the road in Motown or his teammate, good old Reggie Bush? I do not trust C.J. Spiller as far as I can throw him. I'm 5'8", about 160 Excuse me, pounds. I didn't mean his teammate. I, I, mean, I meant the guy in Detroit. Reggie I understand. Bush. I understand. I'm going to Reggie Bush here. Reggie has averaged 117 scrimmage yards in his last 10 home games. He also has five total touchdowns in five career games against Buffalo. I don't trust Spiller, and honestly, Fred Jackson's a risk this week, too. Detroit's really good against the run at home. All right, Reggie Bush it is. Thank you, gentlemen. That was Coaching Decisions presented by Lenovo. 
Remember, if you make the best coaching decisions all year long in your NFL.com Fantasy League, you could be our Fantasy Coach of the Year, and you can win the ultimate fantasy football coaching experience dinner with Fabs. Just kidding. Check out NFL.com slash FCOY to learn more. Did you guys like that? I like that. Coach put me in. Oh, please. Can I get a laugh? Can I get a sympathy laugh or something? Dinner with Akbar? I'm thinking the audience would like dinner with you, Molly Let's hand it over. Perfect timing to Matt Money-Smith and Adam Rank at the touchscreen. Guys. All right. Thank you, Molly. Earlier this week, we asked you, the fans, the viewers, to tweet us using the hashtag SetMyLineup. We picked out a couple of you in need of help. And remember, if you want your lineup set, send us a picture of your complete roster at NFL Fantasy, and you just might see us help you out right here on the show. Rank, you're going to go first. This is Jocelyn. Jocelyn from Cal State Fullerton. Oh, yeah. Go Titans. And Zeta Tau Alpha. Zeta Tau Alpha. ZTA. Zeta. There we go. A partner with the NFL during Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I'm going to go with Russell Wilson here at quarterback. There is really no need to have two quarterbacks. Russell Wilson Even is Even against off. the Jags? I like the Jags. Most points allowed to a quarterback. It's a, it's a different beast now. Blake, okay. Blake Bortles is a little bit more comfortable. He's playing two-way. Bronco Nagurski action. They're going to hold the ball a little right, bit more. Would right. you stop? To the running backs. Rashad Jennings, obviously, each and every week. Her biggest question right here comes with the running back. Of course, Mark Ingram is injured. Nile Davis, part-time guy. Terrence West, part-time guy. So you really have to go with Chris Johnson. You don't feel great about it. Part-time guy. You know what? Simpatico. I, I got to do the same thing in a couple of leagues. Stuck with Chris Johnson. But look at this is where she makes it up. Of course, hey now. she's already got Jimmy Graham, but she's going to go with A.J. Green. Clearly. Demarius Thomas. Clearly. And I would normally flex Mike Wallace, but of course the Dolphins are on a bye this week. Sammy Watkins over those part-time running backs. And you have not set a defense, defense yet. He's got two of them. Well, Again, there we go. Go with Cincinnati each and every week. There's no reason, no reason to carry two quarterbacks, no reason to carry two defenses, especially when you have a guy like Russell Wilson. All right, it's a good-looking lineup. That's like you bad. said, you give up a little bit at the running back position, uh, but, but you certainly make it back tight end. with Green, Thomas, and, Graham. and Jimmy Graham. Way to go, Jocelyn. Jocelyn's and go looking strong. Zetas. All right, I now have uh, the lineup for Jason. He drafted Andrew Luck. You don't need to have two quarterbacks. Perfect. Only one kicker, Justin Tucker. And the Detroit defense against Kyle Orton and those Buffalo Bills. So let's get to the running backs. Some people say you can't start Alfred Morris against the Seattle Seahawks. Right. I say you're, hogwash. You're, you're not one of those guys. Exactly. It's too early to start predicting those trends. Like Al it. Morris is a number one back. And after all the interceptions that Kirk Cousins threw, guess what? John Gruden, Jay Gruden, I should say, is going to play it a little bit more conservative. And I love Al Morris in his zone read run scheme. Zone blocking, I should say, running scheme. You see it right there. There's going to be a yep. whole lot of that against the Seahawks. Look, they're a tough run D, but Alfred Morris is a number one back. He's got a shot to be a top five running back. In a little bit easier on the road, too. Yeah. Oh, so here we go. Uh, next running back, I will go yeah, Zach Stacy. Wow. Absolutely. Okay. I will I will go ahead and start Zach Stacy. Like, look, they've settled on a quarterback. Brian Quick seems to be taking the top off of defense, so I feel like Stacy can get you some yards there. Now, in the flex position, you know what? I'll set the wide receivers yeah, first because that. clearly we'll do Michael Crabtree. That's a good matchup against well, Kansas clearly, City. Clearly gonna, over Julio Jones. You're going to start clearly. Julio Jones every single week for the tw- tight ends. Look, I, uh, I have been hesitant on Delaney Walker. He's proved me wrong every step of the way. So Delaney Walker, it is over Dwayne Allen, even though I love what Andrew Luck does. But, you know, you got luck there. So eh, how about this? We'll go Reggie Wayne. Reggie yeah, Wayne over one of those Reggie, running backs, over uh, Kyrie Robinson. I'm tempted, tempted. Yeah, I'm going to go Reggie yeah, Wayne right. into okay. the flex position. So there we go. Andrew like Luck, Al Morris, Zach Stacy, Michael Crabtree, Julio Jones. That's solid. It's a solid B-plus Gosh, I'm so tempted to take Zach Stacy out. But you know what? Let's do it. Let's You're do it do quick. It. Let's do it. Let's take Zach Stacy out. I'm going to put Toby, Toby. Gerhard in. Yes, you know why? Because the Pittsburgh Steelers have given up free three rushing touchdowns this okay. season to running backs. And you said it. It's a new era in Jacksonville with Blake Bortles. I'm with you. There you go, Jason. Coming up, uh, Akbar is going inside the numbers to break down why we should not be surprised to see more performances like what we saw in week four from Ravens wide receiver Steve Smith Sr. And with Andre Ellington coming off a of bye week, Michael Fabiano says he's a must-start versus the Broncos. Find out what other running backs are must-starts this week when NFL Fantasy Live returns. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Molly Karam here alongside Akbar Bajabiamila. And we are going to go inside the numbers as we set your lineups for week five. So take a look at the running backs and wide receivers who account for the highest percentage of their team's total yardage. Well, I like to call them the workhorses here. Uh, one, DeMarco Murray, and clearly uh, that team's been having success. Outstanding, the Cowboys, I mean. When, when he's involved there. Le'Veon Bell, also huge impact. Emmanuel Sanders, Matt Forte. But, Akbar, let's focus 
on Emmanuel Sanders for a minute. He's a newcomer in Denver, but he has been great in the first three weeks there. Why has he been so effective for this team? Well, his ability to run routes, and I think that's the biggest thing for Emmanuel Sanders. And when you talk about Peyton Manning, he wants to be able to trust his wide receiver. And you're going to look at this. This is against the Legion of Boom. This is man-to-man coverage. Peyton Manning recognizes this immediately and says, well, I know I've got a one-on-one matchup with Richard Sherman. So what's the best way to defeat a guy like Richard Sherman and Legion of Boom? You want to pick routes. Kind of like in basketball, setting a pick, but you've got to be able to explode through this pick, and that's what Emmanuel Sanders does, and he's available for his, uh, for his quarterback, Peyton Manning, and he will develop that type of trust in him. And again, you look at this, cover three, you're going to see Maxwell here at the top right now, open up his hip, try to funnel him to that safety, but no! Sanders finds the open space in that cover three, he's able to get the ball. Again, that's the trust. Now watch this. You running routes. Look at this. Oh, just shaking him right there. Doing the Allen Iverson on him. Let's, let's look at this again. Let's look at this again. When you're Peyton Manning and you see your guy juking the heck out of Greg Toller like this and making his hit do the crazy, oh yeah, you better believe you're going to be outstanding. And that's why Emmanuel Sanders and Peyton Manning these guys have an excellent chemistry, excellent chemistry right now. No, certainly a tremendous effort there. And going into the season, the big thing was, can he replace a Wes Welker? Obviously, Wes is back, and could he potentially be even better? But he's had such an impact on that team. And talking about familiar faces in new places, there's another newcomer hooking up some uh, big oh, yes. numbers there in new digs, quite a few of them. Let's take a look right now. Ahmad Bradshaw, Rashad Jennings, Steve Smith Sr. We saw the performance he put up. The Absolutely. other day in Darren Sproles. And if you can see their fantasy points, they're all over 50, except for Darren Sproles, 41. And then look at their position rank. Yeah, so I mean, and Rashad Jennings, look, I mean, came out of nowhere. And then mm-hmm. look where he's positioned number five. That's huge for Rashad Jennings. Yeah, and the Giants really needed help with that running game. And he, he stepped in so nicely. And we know uh, Darren Sproles is certainly being missed there yeah. in New Orleans. All right, so let's go uh, talk a quick second about Steve Smith. And why has he been able to be so effective besides having that chip on his shoulder? Well, I think it really is. It really comes down to the chip that's on his shoulder. He's there. He's aggressive. We've seen him stiff arm a couple of defensive backs. But more importantly, his quarterback trusts him. Look at this route right here. This is what they call a China combination here, a D7, whatever you want to call it. They want to run this route to get this seven route, which is coming from the tight end over the top so they can hit the tight end. But no, what does Steve Smith do? He's savvy enough to know that, look, I need to get out of this route here because there's a little movement from the quarterback. Steve Smith just happens to be at the right place at the right time. That's big. But this is where you know that there's chemistry and trust. What does Joe Flacco see here? Oh, I see a man up high. That must mean man-to-man coverage on Steve Smith. I'm betting on my man to beat him one-on-one. Oh, I dropped the ball. If I can just get to my utility belt, in order to get to your utility belt, you have to trust your wide receiver. And guess who's there right there? Steve Smith. That's why he's been able to be, because he's there. He's available. Whenever Joe Flacco goes to his utility belt, that man right there, Steve Smith, it's, is doing his thing. It's incredible. He's the number one guy. He's uh, surpassed Tory Smith there. And we heard what he he's said. He's the real Smith there. We, yeah, we heard what he said after the game. Listen, I'm 35 years old, and I'm making uh, running around these guys. What did he say, like school kids <laughs> Oh, or yeah, school school, it's like a schoolyard. Oh, that was tremendous. Akbar, great stuff. Thank you for breaking that down for us. Coming up, Golden Tate will join us to talk about the Lions matchup against the Bills. How often Matt Stafford will be looking his way, and how many Buffalo Bills Tate is starting in his fantasy lineup. Plus, find out who our analysts are projecting to have the best performances on Sunday. Our experts are thinking way outside the box. This is NFL Fantasy Live. People, come on back. Coming up, we are a quarter of a way through the fantasy season, and it's trade time. But don't think about blowing up your roster with a trade until you see our predictions for Fantasy Player of the Year and more. Plus, don't look now, but Akbar has spotted a bangle on the loose. Find out why he sees a giant performance in Andy Dalton's future. And Michael Fabiano has his starts and sits for this Sunday. Is Tom Brady's reign as an elite fantasy starter over for good? And who would you start over him? All that and more as NFL Fantasy Live rolls on. Good pocket. Looks, throws right side. Man, wide open. Golden Tate. That guy's got magic hands like he's got suction cups. Takes the snap, drops back, looks right, throws, and it's caught by Golden Tate. He breaks a tackle, and he's off to the races to midfield. Stepped up, throws, got a man. It's Golden Tate. Fastball right there. Stafford to Tate. 
All right, with Adam Rank, Matt Money-Smith here, and it is time to bring on an All-American, a Balitnikoff Award winner, a Super Bowl champion, and the pride of Pope John Paul II High School, the fighting knight of Tennessee. It is Detroit Lions receiver Golden Tate. What's happening, Golden? Oh, nothing. You guys are making me blush. Stop oh, come it. on. Look, if it wasn't for that Taylor Swift video with her brother going to your high school, you very well may be the most famous alumnus. Well, you are the most famous alumnus of Pope John Paul II High School. Let's get started with your trip to Detroit from Seattle. How are you acclimating? How is that offense? And how happy are you that they are a, uh, well, a vertical style offense? Uh, I'm loving it so far. Um, you know, winter hasn't rolled around yet, so that's probably why I'm loving it still. But, uh, as far as the football part of it, I'm loving everything about it. Uh, you know, I love Coach Caldwell, his coaching style, uh, and, and how, he, how we practice. I love the guys in the locker room, and Joe Lombardi's offense is, is tremendous for me. I think I fit perfectly into it. Um, I, I think I've been thriving. I think I can do more, and, uh, you know, it, does, it, doesn't, it doesn't hurt to have Calvin uh, on the opposite side. You had a great week four against the Jets. How difficult is it adjusting to a new quarterback when you change teams? Obviously, Matt Stafford, very good. But how, how comfortable do you feel now? I feel really comfortable. I think we're still working. I, th I still think we have some work to do uh, until we are, are on the same page completely. But uh, I think we are headed in the right direction. Um, as you know, Stafford can make any throw in the field, uh, which, is, which is great. Uh, he can see everything. Uh, and short and include my 5'10 stature. So, uh, you know, he finds a way to get me the ball. And, and, and most importantly, there's times where I think I'm covered, but he throws me open. So as a receiver, uh, you, you got to love that. Now, you mentioned Calvin Johnson, Megatron, and what it's like to play alongside him, opposite of him. You were the number one in Seattle. So I'm guessing you saw some double coverage and a whole lot of attention. How different has that been for you through these four games, having him on the other side of the field? You know what, the, the game, uh, I don't know if I'm growing up or if it's him or the offense or the play calling, but the game seems a bit easier having him on the field. He draws a lot of attention, and I don't even understand why. He's like, he's like top five worst player in the league right now, so <laughs> it's weird. But, um, you know, he's, he, he, he's such a great athlete, and he makes catches that I sit, on, I, mean, I sit there and watch and feel like, wow, God, you, you blessed him a lot. But, uh, you know, it's, the offense has been, it's, it's, it's opened up. Uh, you know, we, we still are trying to figure out, uh, some things, but uh, you know, for the most part, uh, I try to compliment him, and he definitely compliments me. You are playing the Bills this week, something we wouldn't qualify as a, a rivalry game, but you went to Notre Dame, so there's built-in rivalries there. How about this? Uh, let's go back to your Seattle days. What was a more intense game when you're on the field? San Francisco, Seattle, or I'll go, uh, how about Notre Dame, USC? I'd have to say uh, Seattle, San Francisco. I mean, that, that, you know, it's, a it's another level. Uh, you know, we both were the best in the division, best, best in the league at that, at that time. Uh, so I definitely have to go Seattle, San Francisco. What's the game plan this week for the Bills? How are you planning on attacking that defense? Um, we're going to just continue to do what we do. Uh, you know, I, I don't think we ever need to change who we are as a team. I think as long as we play discipline, fundamental football, we have a great chance of winning, uh, along with, you know, limit, limiting penalties and also no turnovers and, and getting a few turnovers. But, uh, you know, Calvin should be back on the field. Uh, you know, we're learning more about the offense, and we're just trying to get better every day. I think uh, the way we practice, it's hard for us not to get better. And, and, and you know, I, I think right now, only thing we only problem we have right now is injuries. We, we're struggling there. But, uh, you know, for the most part, we're just, we're just going to do what we do. Golden, uh, we are, of course, a fantasy show, so it's all about those touchdowns and the six points you get. Joe Fourier was a touchdown machine last year, as his uh, dancing prowess would suggest. <laughs> you don't have any puppies that you're trying to potty train right around now, right? Because a lot of people are starting you this week against Buffalo. Uh, no, no, I, I'm going to go out there and give them my all, especially for the fantasy owners, because we know the world is turning to fantasy only <laughs> unless you actually play uh, in NFL. But, uh, you know, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't get a chance to pick up myself this year in fantasy uh -oh, because Dom, Dom, Dom Riola picked me up pretty early, and I was expecting <laughs> myself to hang around until the eighth or ninth round in my own league because I thought they were going to have some respect here. But uh, <laughs> I didn't get a chance to pick myself up. But I do have a, a decent team, although my record does not say that. Who are your receivers? Steve Smith, uh, D. Hopkins, Damaris Thomas, Percy Harvin. Okay. Uh, and those are, those are a few of them. So, Percy what, Harvin, you got some insight there. Uh, I assume you expected big things out of him because you left Seattle, huh? More touches, more opportunities for him. 
Absolutely. I figure he's going to get the ball just about every other play. Um, and they've gotten the ball a lot, um, you know, and this is a non-flex league for me. So, uh, you know, he's getting the ball out the backfield. He's getting the ball, you know, on, on short, intermediate, high percentage plays. And he's fast. He, he can run. So, uh, you know, he's been pretty productive until last week when they had a bye, of course. I think I saw Fred Jackson in that lineup. Are you going to have to bet? You got to bench him this week. You can't have him in there. Yeah, I'm going to have to bench him. Uh, my other running back is Doug Martin uh, and Frank Gore. So uh, I'm in a, I got a bit of a dilemma. And the quarterback, too, Tom Brady. Yeah, Lee. what are you going to do? Are you going to put him on waivers? I mean, you're going to keep rolling with Brady here? He's ranked 32 in fantasy points this season. I don't know, man. Tom Brady's not been very impressive at all this year uh, in fantasy. But I do have Joe Flacco, okay. who's That's been good. putting up numbers. So I think I'm, it's time for me to make the change. Uh, it's, I see, it seems like him and Steve Smith have it. Right. Have it figured out, figured out. So if they're throwing, if if Flacco's throwing Steve Smith's touchdowns, I'm getting double points. So it double works. We'll uh, we'll finish it with this, Golden. Uh, we saw the receivers. You got a couple good receivers on your fantasy team. A lot of people looking to Golden Tate this week after that 100-yard performance last week. If you had Golden Tate on your team, would you insert him in your lineup over those receivers you have this week? I personally would because I have a lot of confidence in myself and I love this offense and I think I'm due for a touchdown, but we'll see. But that's why they call it fantasy football. <laughs> that's right. It's our fantasy. You are part and of I'm it. We saw your lineup. about being in the end zone. No, nope. you're with us on this one. <laughs> you are with us on this one, Golden. We uh, appreciate your time. Congratulations on all your success. The Super Bowl championship last year. Off to a good start in Detroit. We wish you luck against the Buffalo Bills. Thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Golden. All right, there he goes. The pride of Pope John Paul II High School. You know they have one of his ski jackets, actually, in their uh, lobby there. If you nice. check out that high school. Coming up, many will enter. Few will win. We are narrowing down our nominees for 2014 Fantasy Award winners. Find out who we expect to break away from the pack when NFL Fantasy Live rolls on. Tomorrow, Warren Moon was as physically gifted as any quarterback, but prejudices almost robbed him of opportunity until his talent proved he belonged with the best. Warren Moon, a football life tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern only on NFL Network. He makes the catch. He's a happy man. Calvin <laughs> Benjamin, what a catch. Touchdown. Touchdown, Bears. Unbelievable catch by Jeremy Macklin. All right, four weeks down, 12 to go in the fantasy season. It's too early to hand out any hardware, but it's never too early to make predictions. So let's get started by taking a look at our nominees for Fantasy Rookie of the Year. And, uh, again, this is just the quarter poll, so we are uh, projecting if all stats hold. These are the four gentlemen we'll be talking about at the end of the season in that Week 17, our awards season. Which direction are you going, Rank? The RNN is projecting Kelvin Benjamin will be the Rookie of the Year, the Fantasy Rookie of the Year, because this guy's been dominant as a number one receiver. He walked into a situation where there was absolutely no discernible talent or anybody to go to here but he's emerged as a number one option and as you saw last week he was going up against Jimmy Smith as you saw right there in the video he's going against team's best cornerbacks the number one guys he's the guy that they're game planning against and he's still flourishing and Benjamin's only going to get better as soon as Cam Newton gets a little bit more uh, acclimated a little bit healthier this team is it's going to start rising. And we all love, and by we, I mean everybody that has ever played fantasy football or really invested in anything loves return on investment. That's the most important thing. So here we go. Fantasy value pick of the year. Nominees, return on your mid to late round investment. You see him, Calvin Benjamin, we just talked about as a rookie. Waiver wire in a number of leagues. Martellus Bennett at the, well, always dearth of tight end position. Uh, and Phillip Rivers, Jeremy Macklin, who was the number one receiver there in Philadelphia. How about it, Akbar? Who uh, who gets the nod from you? Uh, a lot of good names, but I'm going to have to go with the tight end, Martellus Bennett. I mean, think about where he was going in the drafts. He's going real late. I mean, this is the most interesting tight end in the NFL right now. Outside of the fact that he's an author and he's got a book coming out in March, he is an excellent tight end. And I'll tell you why. He and Jay Cutler, right now, he's the top dog right now in Chicago. You think Brandon Marshall, you think, of course, Alshon Jeffrey, he leads the team with 29 receptions, 290-something yards. That's big time. And why? Because he's abusing the guys at the linebacker and safety position. 
I spoke with him this morning, and he was telling me that he really put it all together. He says the thing that he's doing now that he wasn't doing is that he's using his speed to power, and he's exploding every single play. Here we look at the nominees for Fantasy Waiver Wire Pickup of the Year. Hard to argue with Steve Smith Sr. as he is leading all receivers in point production right now, but I'll take this one, guys. I mean, if Larry Donnell's not going to start himself, why am I going to pick him to win an award? <laughs> take that, Larry Donnell. I'm going to take Ahmad Bradshaw, uh, and this is me projecting. Again, that's what we're doing here. We're predicting because he's playing with what looks to be the MVP of the league. Andrew Luck and I like that playoff schedule with the Cowboys in the Super Bowl and yes the Cowboys defense is playing better but I just envision week 16 you're in the final game and Ahmad Bradshaw and Andrew Luck go off for like 55 points against the Cowboys and you it's like you know oh teams that won their Super Bowl 95 percent of them had Ahmad Bradshaw on their team certainly there looks to be some sort of chemistry a Reggie Wayne-esque chemistry between these two and I suspect it will continue through the rest of the season. Plus, he's, you know, a running back, and those guys get hurt all the time, and he's healthy right now. All right, fantasy player of the year. Well, we just mentioned Andrew Luck, maybe the MVP. How about it, Fabs? You take the big one. Well, Akbar, I didn't talk to Andrew Luck on the phone this morning. Why not? But I did say he was going to be the quarterback to break in the top three this year, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, and Aaron Rodgers, and he's the MVP. There's no doubt about it. Right now, 22 more fantasy points than the second-best player, who is Matt Ryan. And guys, right now, Luck is on pace for over 5,200 passing yards and 56 let me say that again. 56 Five, total say touchdowns. Say it a third time, Fabs. 56 That's a lot of touchdowns. total touchdowns. That's that Lawrence Taylor. He is the guy that next year people are going to be drafting in the first round Empty. at the quarterback position. All right, there you go. Calvin Benjamin, Martellus Bennett, Ahmad Bradshaw, and Andrew Luck. I would say we would suggest you trade for them huh? for the <laughs> yeah, main two-thirds of the season. This year, the Fantasy Player of the Year will be awarded at NFL Honors, and you can help pick the winner. Check out NFL.com slash F-P-O-W, F-P-O-W, to check out the latest <laughs> contenders and for details on how you can vote to name the Fantasy Player of the Year. All right, when we come back, so you are still on the fence about starting Larry Fitzgerald. Well, we just so happen to have the Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano, ready to answer that and all your start and sit questions for week five when we return. Think you can top the legends of the game? Then you need to try NFL.com's new record-breaker fantasy game. Just pick a player each week to accumulate stats and try to be an all-time record. For example... Peyton Manning's 55 passing touchdowns. Each week, you pick a quarterback, and by season's end, see if you can beat 55. Check it out at NFL.com slash Record Breaker. And hello, everybody. We're going to try and give you a leg up on this Record Breakers game here on NFL Fantasy Live. And Akbar Peyton Manning, as I just mentioned, holds the single-season record with 55 touchdown passes. Big time, for sure. That averages to about three and a half per game. So who has the best shot at scoring four touchdowns this week? You know what, I'm probably going to have to go with a, a pick that most people won't look at. I'm going to have to go with Andy Dalton. You call Andy him, Dalton? You call him Red Dalton. The reason why I look at his matchup, his matchup against the New England Patriots is, is one that's intriguing to me because if you remember, if you go back and watch film, we saw Dwayne Bowe get off on, uh, on the New England Patriots, and I think that this is a, a, an abused and beat-up defense, and he did that against Darrell Rivas. So what do you think, of course, number 18, A.J. Green, is going to do against a guy like Darrell Rivas? I think he's going to ball out big time. He's going to get four touchdowns. This is an aggressive pick, I must say, because here's the one thing, and I don't have the exact statistics. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see they had such a bad loss on Monday Night Football right. yep. that the Patriots are going to drop another one like that. You yeah, think yes. Oh, you're going to see oh, really? You are going yes. to see that, and Andy Dalton is going to count them out. Yeah. Yes, they're out. This is just Counting them out right now. Bulletin board material. I'm that, sure yeah, my quote's going to be up right on their now. bulletin board. I'm sure of it. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. All right, Adam, I'm having too much fun. This is sad. Van Manning <laughs> holds the record for the single-season passing yards with 5,477, so that averages out to 340 yards per game. I'm good at math. So who yeah. has the best shot at the UConn education that is, is paying hey, off. Public school. Don't let them <laughs> deter you, people. All right, I'm going to go with Drew Brees. I like this matchup going up against the Bucs. If you look at Brees historically Great. against this team, hey, listen, he's, he does very well against his club, and this is their second home game in five weeks. It seems weird. They play, they've been on the road so much this season, but Brees is a much better quarterback at home. He sees this great matchup. They've struggled a little bit. You talk about a team that you don't want to count out. I'm counting out the Patriots. I am not counting out the Saints. Hmm. There's too much pride on this team, and now they're going to turn things around. They've got great skill 
players, guys like Jimmy Graham, Preach. guys like Brandon Cooks. Yeah. That's the difference. That's why I don't count them out because they have so many weapons to go to, and Breeze is going to spread it around. He's going to throw for 412 yards. Wow. 412, okay. not 413. Oh, Akbar, listen to me, 412. Okay, I see so what you, you went there, 412. So you guys saw Monday Night Football, and you saw Sunday Night Football, too, just to be <laughs> yeah. clear against Cowan. Okay, just checking. All right, Akbar, if you're looking to uh, be Eric Dickerson's rushing record of 2,105 yards, you need to rack up an average of 122 yards per game on the ground. So who's your pick for week five? You know what? I'm going to have to go with a really good pick and a, an outstanding uh, running back. And this is an easy one, but it's going to be Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Really? Seriously? Of course, what else do you no expect brainer. for him to do against this Jaguars defense that hasn't really been good? But outside of that, think about let's talk about Le'Veon Bell. He is getting a tremendous amount of touches in the red zone. And when you talk about his red zone touches right now, he's second in the NFL right now, tied for second in the NFL for red zone touches. And that's not only just getting the ball and carrying the ball, but that's also being thrown to. So I look at his production and just know that he can walk all over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Sorry, Jacksonville, but that's what's going to happen with Le'Veon Bell. He's going to get a ton of touchdowns. Yeah, this one's a no-brainer. The others, I'll be watching, gentlemen. I'll be tweeting you that during one? the games. You'll be that watching one. that one? No, that, that one's easy? Yeah, that, that one's one easy. Is, is Donald Brown smoked them last week? Huh? Oh, huh? good stuff, gentlemen. So as for the Week 5 leaders in receiving yards, will it be Calvin Johnson or A.J. Green or perhaps a dark horse contender? Well, to see what Adam and Akbar predict as your weekly leaders in receiving yards and rushing touchdowns, just sign up for NFL Now. It's free, easy, and get our exclusive fantasy content and more at NFL.com slash now. As for the Week 5's best starts and sits, we send it over to my guys, Matt Money-Smith and Michael Paisan. Fabiano. Thank you, Molly, and thank you, Akbar, for uh, telling us that the advice you were about to give us was great advice. Now, this here is some great advice. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell, because this advice, not that Le'Veon Bell is great, but that the advice is great. All right, Fabs, your advice is always great. You do the start and sit. You do it for the people. You post it every week at NFL.com. It only takes you, I don't know, about half the week to put together. It's Something your like labor that. of love, Fabs. Let's get it started with the tight ends. Walk us through it. I am sticking with Martellus Bennett, even though it's going to be uh, an October game. Greg Olson against you. Chicago is old team. Guys, I'm sitting. Jared Cook, Zach Ertz has struggled in the last couple of weeks. And Jason Witten, he's been on my sit list all year. But let's go back to Antonio Gates' money. Honestly, the last two games, he's really he's bad. done zero. So if he can't exploit this matchup against the Jets, it's going to be time to put him back on the bench. The Jets have allowed the fourth most fantasy points to tight ends over the last two weeks. And Gates has four touchdowns in his last three home games. So it's a good matchup. If he doesn't do it here... Gates is going back to the place where he was last year, the bench. Yeah, and we said it like two weeks ago. Well, you have to start him. Well, now with Travis Kelsey and with Larry Donnell, we do have some Delaney Walker options where there are some other options. you don't necessarily have to start him. All right, let's go start, sit, wide receivers, Fabs. Keenan Allen, back-to-back, great matchup. Start him, Michael Crabtree, great matchup against the Chiefs. Eric Decker, forever on my sit list until further notice, even though he had a touchdown last week. Deshaun Jackson, what an awful matchup. But let's talk about Larry Fitzgerald. This was once an elite wide receiver in fantasy football, a second or third rounder across the board, and it wasn't even close. But right now, he has no touchdowns in six straight games. He has 2.9 fantasy points per game this year. That's awful. And this is not a good matchup against the Broncos either. They've been tough at home against wide receivers. And Fitzgerald at this point is on pace for the worst numbers of his entire NFL career. Not even 600 yards is projected for Larry Fitzgerald based on what he's done money or hasn't done so far this year. Andrew Stanton still starting. It looks like that may be long-term because of the injury to Carson Palmer's shoulder. All right, here we go to the running backs. And, well, speaking of Larry Fitzgerald, his teammate Andre Ellington right there. He's there. Rashad Jennings against the worst run defense in the National Football League. Zach Stacey's a great play against the Eagles. Guys, I'm sitting. Monte Ball, Arizona's run defense, is very, very tough. C.J. Spiller, listen, that 2012 season seems to be uh, sort of an afterthought now. He hasn't been a, a very good fantasy back for the last year plus. But let's go back to your boy Ellington here. I really like this matchup against the Broncos. They've allowed an average of over 22 fantasy points per game. The running backs in their last four home games. And in those four home games, the Broncos have given up at least one rushing touchdown. Ellington not on pace to have a big season. But I think it's going to change in week five. Start him as your RB2 or flex. All right, uh, now the always, well, I shouldn't say always elusive, but uh, I had a feeling who was going to be at the top of your sit list, Fabs, and that brings up a, an awfully compelling conversation. But start us off with the starts at the quarterback position. Phillip Rivers has been hot, another great matchup, this time against the Jets. Ben Roethlisberger is going to make it two big games in a row against teams that come from the state of Florida. 
guys I'm sitting, yeah, Eli Manning's on that board. Atlanta does not give up a lot of touchdowns on the road, at least not lately in their last seven road games. Now let's go to Tom Brady. And Brady's been one of the best quarterbacks in fantasy football for a very long time, but I don't know that this is not the end for Brady from a fantasy perspective. He hasn't scored 13 points in a game all year long. The Bengals are one of the best pass defenses in the league, allowing the third fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks this season. They've given up one or fewer touchdown passes in four of their last five road games. And honestly, money, Brady's offensive line looks bad. And let's be honest, Brady looks bad right now. Yeah, and I tell you what, Fabs, uh, you can point to whatever you want. The offensive line, the lack of targets. If you are in a two-quarterback lead. This is true. If you are in a two-quarterback lead, we would advise you not to start Tom Brady. I would start Austin Davis and Blake Bortles ahead of Tom I mean, Brady this in week. a two-quarterback really league. All right. Well, that is uh, Michael Fabiano's stardom and cinnamon again. You can get them all at uh, NFL.com. All right. NFL Fantasy Live will be back on NFL Network Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern. But up next, NFL Total Access Kickoff gets you set for the Vikings and Packers. Football starts here. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.